Would you rather drive a Honda with a Ferrari engine or a Ferrari with a Honda engine? Uh, I'll say Ferrari with a Honda engine. <laughs> do a Honda with Ferrari engine. Showing a Ferrari owner that, like rolling up to the dealership with that. I still will never forget that I thought the Ferrari community was was like put on a pedestal and like the things that people said about it were like fake until I made my very first post on the Ferrari forum where I said who I am and what I do. And because I posted a YouTube video of the car getting rebuilt, I got immediately banned. Happy birthday, Mario. Happy birthday. <laughs> We're back. Martini Works podcast. Great big ass news. The boys officially 366 days later. Martini Ow. Works full time, <laughs> baby. That's stunk. You're now on the team. Yeah. And, we can, and we can say it, bitch. I made it. <laughs> We're back. Yeah. Full time. <laughs> Full time. These guys got to check every two weeks. The boys have been back, but the boys are truthfully fully big back now. Big back. Big We're fucking big in it. Back. Uh, according to the IRS, you're officially in. In. Yes. Well, I don't like when you say it like that. Well, that's kind of IRS, a lame anything way to... with the IRS it's makes kinda, me nervous. It's even though I, well, to my knowledge, I haven't done anything wrong ever with the IRS, <laughs> but they always make me think that I'm yeah. doing it wrong. Like, are you sure you did that right? Yeah, because if you didn't, I'd be like, I don't know. Did I do it right? Issue. They're like, I don't know. Can't tell you. They're yeah. like, they're like, guess. Maybe. Well, what happens if I get Probably. it wrong? Will you tell me if I did it wrong? No, no, jail. You go to jail. <laughs> no, jail. So that, that's been uh, it's been a, it's been a whole year since we've done the podcast. It's been that's insane. I was gonna say, a year ago from this point is really weird to even think about. Yeah, like it's been a whole year, and shit was very different. The first podcast we did was upstairs. Where we yeah. had some some spotted cows, and yeah. I think a couple times we had some musty beer by, yeah, used to by accident. Beer I had it. to hang that tailgate, and we never used it again. Yeah, well, you know, cool, sometimes we win great. and sometimes we lose <laughs> because Gels also hung up our continental sign, <laughs> which I That's think looks sick. sick. So you know, sometimes you win some, you lose yeah, some. I've hung shelves. I've put signs up. So Gels's tailgate job title wall. within Martini Works is actually just interior decorator. <laughs> So we're gonna spend a little bit of time talking about what it's been like over the past year with Martini Works specifically. Hopefully, oh, you guys are okay with that because that is our lifeline. Now, now we're in serious. This is this is a yeah. full time thing now that we yep. can't fuck up. But before we get into that, thank you so much for following and subscribing. And I'm not gonna open up that video from Mario, even though it is <laughs> when this video goes live, his birthday. So I do want to give a huge shout out to Moses, Moises, come on, come on Mike now. H. Aiden S, Stacy R, Zachary R, and uh, yeah, for picking something up in the last seven days. We appreciate the sport so much, whether that was some BC Racing coilovers we've got on the site now, 1552s, which we've got on the site now, and uh, we have also got a Fortunato sale as well, which was really Woo! awesome and sick. We got a Viking Contact 7 order, yep. some tires. Yeah. I love those tires. Which is absolutely awesome. So if you guys are looking for wheels, tires, suspension, performance parts, the good stuff, and you want to buy from the people that give a shit, you can do it over at Martini Works. Or, it's pretty awesome. or you can get a car show shirt. <laughs> or... 
I know we're not at a car show. That's why I'm wearing the jacket. Yeah, you should be wearing garage shirt. <laughs> yeah. We're in the garage. My have, order did not arrive for my garage shirt yet. Oh. We have garage shirt now on the website because they managed to convince me that putting two more <laughs> random statements on a t-shirt is totally going to work. Listen, and cruising shirt. So if you're going cruising, <laughs> got a shirt for it. If you're working out in the garage doing some stuff, you got a garage shirt. It just makes life simple. Well, I think it's kind of funny because if you guys will have to drop a comment below on what you think we should do, because they've really wanted to do a new shirt called oil change shirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. But the oil change shirt comes in white. <laughs> Only white. Specifically. <laughs> Only <laughs> white. So let us know if you think that's a terrible idea and we should do it, or that's a terrible idea and we shouldn't do it. That's, because there's no way that's a good idea. That's going to separate the pros from the end. Like, you're going to tell who's good at oil changes by how clean their oil change <laughs> And that's is. the whole goal of it, is they get it dirty. It's the oil change shirt. It's meant for just doing oil changes. You don't wear it to the car show. You wear a car show shirt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, I like it. It's like you wear that dirty oil spill of you missing of the pan or of it splashing. Yeah, it's a badge of honor. It yeah. shows you've been through some shit. Yeah. So oil change shirt. I'm still working on yeah. it. The soft hands. You got clean shirts, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's been a year. Obviously, wow. for you guys, what's been like, what's been the reality of it? I think oh. there's been so many people on the internet, on YouTube, and I even find myself doing it where it's like, everything's great. Everything's perfect. We're growing. Everything's fantastic. There's no problems whatsoever. We never want to tell you. Yeah. That's not true. No. 90% of this shit sucks. And we're still in a cold garage. <laughs> I try to show in my content that it's not yeah. easy sailing because it never is. Yeah. There's been in the last year, there's been a lot of wins and a lot of hard times, honestly. It's it's starting from scratch again yeah. completely. Luckily, though, I mean, there's been a ton of support, which is been game changing obviously that means everything and that's the only reason i have kept going yeah um but like it, it's still hard as hell and there is a ton that you guys aren't able to see behind the scenes and i think that's kind of the point of the potty is so we can talk to you guys and you can hear a little bit behind the scenes of stuff like a website building a website from <laughs> scratch um and doing it all over again you know it's like we get excited uh and i we try to like post about it on instagram like we got a search bar now try that out <laughs> uh, because like those are literally big wins like you don't see behind the scenes how long we're spending trying to get yeah. these things going um and we have a super small nimble team uh and shout out to those guys but like we're constantly updating the site so if you went on it in the beginning and you haven't been on it in a while go check because there's probably yeah, more probably items. a lot of things there's that have changed things. there's blogs that we're mm-hmm. writing and posting up which i've actually had fun doing um yeah. so th- there's been a, a lot yeah i think one of the coolest things has been like the the team that's come back together because you guys get to see you see dakota you see gels you do see get uh you see a little bit of lars you see maybe a smidgen a sprinkle spackle of mario but like we also have <laughs> Chris on board you know we've also got Schnell helping out and like these people are helping out at like full-time support at part-time or for free real. for real because they just believe in what we're doing and like words can't express how thankful we are for those people as well because they are helping yeah though if you didn't know those are like people that have been with us always yeah so like, it's a big deal a long time yeah big long time it's not like freaking just some randoms off the street you yeah. know, sometimes Mario acts like that. But. Yeah, a little bit sometimes. But no, it's been good. What about you, Gels? What would you say has been like? Yeah, one? yeah. It's first of all, I mean, cliche to say, but this year went so freaking fast. I mean, my God, there was the amount of stuff that we did, uh, not only, you know, individually, but together as well. You know, um, it's been a freaking wild ride already. And, and uh, like Dakota said, it hasn't been um, 
all sunshine and rainbows. Obviously, yeah. there are a lot of hard things that come with that. And uh, yeah, it's it, it was a, a long year or not a long year, but it was a, a fast year. Um, but with that, there was so much that happened mm-hmm. and a lot of experiences. And it's kind of like jumping back into the outside of the comfort zone again, which is tough to do. And I know personally for me, it was really tough to do because, you know, you, you get so far in one thing. You're like, oh, man, OK, we got it. We got here. We're progressing. And then to yeah. almost hit the reset button. Yeah. God, you know, it fucking sucks. Oof, that it hurt. hurts. It hurts. Prestiged. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it is a it's a yeah. hit to the like the not all my attachments like, are gone. Yeah, like the ego. It, it it does hit, and like you look at your the scar, and you're like, this gun sucks without the red dot. That's God what I'm saying. Damn. Yeah, we restarted. We hit the reset. We're level one again. Well, now we're probably like level I don't know fifty. I would say. Yeah, well, we're yeah, better. we're getting better. I would say the toughest thing for me, obviously, is like there's debt that we've incurred over the past year to try and make everything still work without having Mm -hmm. to take a step back, you know, and that's been really hard. And for instance, like just trying to be super honest with you guys, it's like when we went to Gatlinburg, for instance, and we brought the team with, and we had the cabin and we had the cars, I think all in all, the cost to go to that show and have the shirts and have the apparel is like $20,000. That's insane. You know, and we're, we're stoked when we get a t-shirt sale because honestly, the 10 bucks helps us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the 20 bucks helps us. And it's like going back and being like, no, this is the right thing to do. We've got to do it. It's part of the built, being a part of the community. It's part of being invested in what we're doing. Like those, those like steps are no longer, no longer feel like, you know, little steps. Mm-hmm. They're like, holy shit, I'm going to jump as far as I can. And I just pray that I grab on. Right. So you guys have made it awesome. You made it totally worth it, but it is scary. Every day has been a, a, a scary, scary day. Yeah. There's, a lot of new challenges. Um, even when I started back at the old place, I think things were a lot more established. Mm-hmm. And this was truly starting like from scratch. From scratch. So it, it's been wild to see some stuff. Dakota's is looking at the numbers and they're like, like fuck. We- <laughs> Dude, like uh, before it was like okay you know write out a long pps because we got some time to figure it out and now we're like we need to do something today. now yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, it's been fun but yeah. man is it fucking it's tough. hard yeah it's it, tough but it, at the same time it's it's also so rewarding because it is that confirmation of like when we do see a bc racing sale come through which is sick someone you know someone is like hey I just need a new set of tires. See what you guys are doing. I'm going to snag a set of tires from you guys. Thank you. It's like, no, thank you. Because then it's like those wins are so fucking rewarding yeah, they're huge. because it, it just, it, it confirms that it's like, okay, we can do this first of all. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, it, 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 it's working and, and we can do it. So. Yeah. If you guys don't know, like every time an order gets placed through Martini Works, our entire team is looking at it, <laughs> celebrating. Yes. And, Yes. You know, we're messaging each other. Dude, oh my yeah. God. I got, we sold a resonator. I got the, Who sold it? Who sold it? I got the I got the app on my phone and I literally have it up 24-7 just because it's like it, it, it Yeah, I literally refresh it all the time just because it, it's it's cool to see and like some of the names we know and some of the names we don't know, which is mm-hmm. which is awesome because I think starting over we sometimes feel like we're just bringing the old audience with us. Yeah. But there are new people that are like watching this content that are new to the space that that also kind of fuck with what we're doing and I think that means just as much because there is a lot happening in the industry right now like the aftermarket automotive scene is going through I would call a large change um I mean and you see it right like Hoonigan is now wheel pros wheel pros is now Hoonigan and it seems like a lot of people 
are shifting around there too a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, you had a lot of a lot of people just left. You know, you got like I think um, who was it, Brian, Brian Scotto. Yeah, he's still. I don't know if he's like a partial owner or how that works, but like he's, he's still advising hit, now. Yeah, yeah, but, he's stepping away. It seems like from the day to day and uh, doing some other stuff. He left. Well, half out, left, yeah. stepped out. You know, hurt. No longer there. Yeah, he's gone. He's with T Pain. There's like a couple other people that are also gone, and then obviously like the entire Fab team's like gone from Hoonigan. And that's been a while, but yeah. you know that has a lot to do with the fact that like Wheel Pros is now Hoonigan, and the whole business model is going to probably change. And with that, I think comes some some corporate stuff that comes with it, and like yeah, I know about that. A little bit. We we know about a little. Couple, <laughs> we know a little bit about that. I get it. Two I, three things. Anyone that's changing what they're doing. I get it. Yeah, we've been there. for the first time. I would argue, the Midwest set the trend of creators <laughs> and influencers leaving companies. <laughs> God, because Kevin because Bo- no. Kevin voted the same thing, right? Yeah, he, they let him go, and yeah, they suck. He was making phenomenal content mm-hmm. over there, and they let him go. And well, he's continued to do content on his own. He's just fine. So yeah, I, I think that's the message. If, if there, there's an underlying message there too, and even if you're right. not in the automotive space, I think if you're at a job and you hate it every day and you can't stand it, just get out and everything will be okay. I know like, especially too, when you're at a job for like five years, you're kind of set in the ways and it's hard to get out of that because you're used to everything. Mm-hmm. And then when you go to a new job, you have to relearn everything. And that is so daunting and scary. And you have new people, you have new bosses, you don't know what you're supposed to do on your first day. And that's the worst. But I promise a few months into it, everything will be the same again. I You'll think it's happy. I think it's been hard for some of the people that we've talked about or to with this is that they were the first version of that business model. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm not trying to get all like businessy on you. Right. But like for me, at the old job, I spearheaded that. Like I started that with Mario and with Aman, and we got that thing to to yeah. got it moving, you know, and like yep. got people to have it ingrained in their brain on if they wanted, you know, the the products where to go to. And it's like you saw this this idea come to fruition, but the smallest thing was you don't own it, so it's not yours. And it's like. You, you there's that thing in the back of your head that's like, gosh, I really wish that was a little bit of mine because I feel like I poured my heart and soul into it. Yeah. And you don't, you know, at the end of the day, it's a corporate company. They fucking, they can kick you out. They can fire you. They can say that it's not yours and to kick ass and give you a bunch of paperwork to say you can't say anything about it. And it's like, that's happening all over the industry. Yes. Like that's not exclusive to my situation or your guys' situation. That's like happening at Hoonigan. That's happening at where Kevin used to work. That's happening at all these places. And now... What makes it so weird is that these people, they're losing sometimes the thing that they've built from the ground up right. and have to decide, do they go back into like a normal job mm-hmm. or do they try to do their own thing? Yeah. You know, so it's like it's super tough. And a lot of times companies are like, yeah, don't worry, you'll make it, buddy. You got you got this. I have so much faith in you. But it's like the company's got nothing to lose by saying that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the company's got nothing right. to lose. Of course, lose. they're going to support you, like yeah. you know, support you. You yeah, know, on the way out. And I, I want to call out too uh, this change in the industry that's happening. It, no, it's not like greed. It's not like people are like, oh, I deserve more money for doing all no, this. No, that no, no, has zero no. percent of anything to do with it. And what you're seeing is guaranteed. You're just seeing not. these huge companies come in and they change everything that these people built. And the second you start changing how people talk and react to things and do things, 
it's over. It, it's a completely different space, and it it just happens. You'd see it just happen. You point at each mm-hmm. one. Yeah, and it was it was kind of one of those things too, where you know the it, it was interesting seeing it from like the outside this mm-hmm. time because yeah. obviously we were very heavily involved with what we went through clearly, um, but like seeing it, you know the the signs were there. Like the posts were coming. We from knew shit was happening well and like, before anything. Yeah, like Dakota happened. be like, "Did you did you see this post? <laughs> you from see this did person? You, did it's you like, see how Brian wrote that yeah. Instagram post? Because if you notice the word here and here, <laughs> we were there's something. Yeah, it there. was like full on like investigation. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes walking. Sherlock Holmes. Looking it was like, just so interesting because it was exactly what yeah. we went through. And it's yeah. like, and it was just one of those things where it's like you spotted the signs. And it's like. I give it a week. Mm-hmm. I give it a week or like two weeks and there's going to be sure an announcement is, post. Sure as hell. Like almost on the fucking dot um, that happens. So it's, yeah, it's I, a very unfortunate thing to keep seeing happen, but it's something that we are seeing. More I think more. the the long, you know, as you're listening to this and you're kind of hearing like more about it, I think our goal is to always be super transparent with you in the podcast. Yes. We, this is, this is the kind of conversation that you probably won't ever see on our like martini works or even on the unbox channel and stuff like that, because it doesn't do any good really to like chat about it. We're making our decisions as a very, very small team. That's also very, very poor. Um, that we can, that we can do this with, with the heart. Like we can do it. We can keep doing it. We can keep pushing and we can fucking grow. Like I, I have no problem trying to tell people like our goal is to try and make a little bit of money so that we can keep doing this shit. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to have to sell my soul to to get there. Yeah, see, that's the thing is there's a lot of companies that see the profit that you get from selling aftermarket parts, mm-hmm. which makes sense. I mean, people need to live. But then they make unrealistic expectations for selling those parts. And then there's the people doing it that just are in the car scene and sell that shit because they fucking love it. Like yeah. we've all been into car well before we were even selling parts. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. We were doing car I was stuff doing every sh- single day of our yeah, lives. Yeah. I was doing shitty YouTube videos before before yeah. 2017. I was doing shitty car YouTube videos in 2012, just in different well, ways. And hosting car shows and yeah, stuff like yeah. no matter yeah. what it was, we've always been in the automotive scene. I did a lot of uh, automotive photography and stuff like I mean, we all met at car shows. That's right. what we've been doing. And I think that's the difference with Martini Works is we're not just doing this to make a check. Yes, that's the benefit of it is we can <laughs> have our full time jobs stuff, yeah. be yeah. based <laughs> around this. Yeah. And I promise we're not making a killing, um, but we're doing it because we love being in the automotive scene. And that's why you see us too. We're at shows. We're talking to people. We're building our own cars, personal cars. Like look at like the CEOs of these companies and see if they're doing a fucking clapped out S2K <laughs> hey, on, in their garage or come building on, a bro. Mark IV Jetta or yeah. bagging an RX-8 like no they're not and that's the difference is like even no matter what happens I, I think we're just always car people at heart and that that's the difference between yeah. like what we're doing and what a lot of other places are trying to and i do really hope at some point and i think it'll come with time because so much of the social media is new especially like the tiktok stuff going on too where it's like i do hope people start to recognize the authentic creators in the space Mm -hmm. versus the layered creators in the space and i don't mean that in any ill will towards anyone but you can very at least for us because we've been in it for a minute you can start to tell the people that are 
putting like creators in place or putting faces back in, in front of brands and stuff like that. And they're just doing it because they want to try and fill the void of the previous generation, or they want to do it because they think they have to. And it's like, if you're a business or a brand and you're listening to this, you do not need to have somebody in front of a camera to make YouTube videos and to make TikToks and things. You don't have to. You don't have to do it because if you do it, you have to be committed to being an authentic, real ass fucking personality for the brand. And if you can't yeah, take that risk, don't fucking put somebody in front of a camera. Like businesses have to do better. at That's why I'd say brands do an awesome job with this. Yes. It's like this intermediary group of people that I think are really fucking it up. But like Michelin, Continental, Fortunato, BC Racing, a lot of these guys that actually like make the parts, mm -hmm. they get it. They find the right people to talk about the right mm -hmm. stuff and support the right things. And that stuff can be really authentic. But the moment somebody comes in between that to say, well, if you talk about it this way and you sell it, we'll make money. That's such a delicate place to be. Yep. And like, you can mess that up so much. And the, the, the community doesn't need more of that in my opinion. To I mean, me, it, it's so obvious. You can see a person that was hired for marketing because they went to school and did marketing and they're making content which still can be good content i'm not yeah, talking yeah. shit but then you can also see just a car person that's making content and you can pick the two yeah. out so fucking easily <laughs> yeah. even if that that person's like educated yeah. in the car scene and knows the parts and stuff that they're talking about it, it's just so blatantly obvious when someone is marketing or they're just a car person talking about car parts and obviously to have a business you gotta do a little bit of both but yeah i, I think that the difference is and one thing that at our last place really hurt in my opinion is just getting a ton of people that didn't give a fuck about cars at all mm -hmm. you know like that that was that changed everything because mm -hmm. the decisions that are made and what we push and what needs to be sold versus what we want to sell is completely night and day yeah. um so well we do this i i want to always have people that enjoy cars yeah. and are in the automo scene and, and like I, going to car shows. And, and I think that's like our promise to you guys and gals for the people that are watching Martini Works and supporting us personally and supporting the channels is we're doing it because we think we know what we're doing, which is great. But what we really love to do is we just fucking love cars and we love the experiences that cars provide us. And I think that's the, the message and the, the mission that we want to keep sharing because we get it. It's hard. We want to make money. I'm never going to tell you that I don't want you to buy shit from us. Even if we don't have a deal, I'll go fucking find the dealer form so that you can just buy it from us. But the goal is that we do that so that we can keep doing this. Well, yeah. And my goal is to tell you stuff to buy that I would buy myself and never Right. tell you to buy something that I wouldn't buy. Yeah. That's my main goal mm -hmm. is like, I want to give you my genuine feedback. I've had the luxury now of getting to try so many different things. And that's what I'm constantly trying to do. That's yeah. why I hop into so many different platforms, try different products, brands, mm -hmm. etc. So I can tell you guys and be like, yo, I had a fucking shit experience with this. Don't get it. Or, Hey, I really like this. Here's why. Yeah. And I think that's going to be a tough thing to, to navigate as, as we grow. It's like, I don't want to stand on a, on a pedestal and, and talk about how perfect it's going to be this time around compared to any other time. Right. Cause like even, even, even in the past, I mean, that was always a really tough thing to balance. Like, especially as you know, you bring your friends on and you hire your friends and you have an obligation to make sure that they have a safe, you know, career and a, and a safe place to, to, you know, have a family or like have animals and don't feel like if, if they don't, sell a BC kit tomorrow, they're, they're fired. You know, it's like, I get it. I get the whole spiel of it. Cause I got to start, see it from when it was tiny to when it was 
literally massive, like the largest probably you could, you could ever get. And it's like, so I, I get both sides and I hope all the homies that at the end of the day, no matter where you are, no matter where you're employed by, I hope all the homies that are truly in this space to love cars and further the community of the automotive, I hope they do well. I really, truly hope you guys continue to crush it. Even if we're competitors in the business, I hope you continue to do what you do because that's important to have. The last thing I want is to wake up one day in the automotive scene and have a fucking Disney-fied economic system <laughs> where one goddamn company owns 80% of the market for wheels and 70% of the market for tires because I think that's fucked. I do think that's fucked and that, that I don't like because otherwise you don't get innovation. You get the same right. five old people making the same shit across 20 different lineups and they're like, okay, well, we got to make a shitty version of this wheel. Okay, we need to make a slightly better version of this wheel. Okay, we need to make the perfect version of this mm -hmm. wheel. Okay, put it under three different brands. Yeah. Good luck. You know, and it's like that I don't want. That's why I always loved the Euro scene because like the Euro scene was always like this, at least for me when I was younger, it was like the key, key community that did shit different. They yeah. always did oh, yeah. shit. It was different. it was something else back in the day. And they did not give a fuck. Like their stuff was unique. It was mm -hmm. quality. It was good. It was all over the place. And like I want an element of that a little bit to like come back. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good talking point. Maybe we can get into that in our second subject here. Um, as we're coming up on time. I think that yeah. that's an interesting take on how some of that's changed. I forgot, like Dude, that was that was a nuts time. Yeah, well, uh, the the Euro people were a hundred percent their own like thing. Yeah, the they, were, they were driving, like you said, like the innovation and like pushing the boundaries and like. Not and sometimes it worked. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it was great. Sometimes it didn't work so well. Yeah. but they that, were that they were doing stuff. Not yeah. to say other like scenes like JDM, like <laughs> no, Honda, they, were, they weren't. Every, everyone it, was having like, their hand, but the Euro, a lot just of eyes, a lock on that shit. A lot of eyes around the Euro scene in like 2012, 2014. Yeah. So, which by the way, before we get into the second segment we do want to thank our sponsor continental tire it's been an absolute fantastic time with them we have a sign now we've got chairs everybody in this room is running viking contact sevens on their winter car besides me because <laughs> i don't have a winter car yet but i think we're going to take the z into the winter time Ooh. and i think i'm going to get some contact sevens for the oem wheels with some spacers. you'll love them oh, let's do it but uh hey, if you guys are looking for continental tires <laughs> highly recommend you they're absolutely awesome I'm sorry, what? You plastic to dip your wheels? No, the car's no. already no, highlighter yellow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So with, I'm trying to get this plug out of the way, you motherfuckers. Uh, the Continental tires are absolutely awesome. We got them on the website. We've got their other lineup, the general lineup, which is also pretty, pretty darn good. Um, but I think going into wintertime, again, if you live in a place where there's going to be snow, get your winter tires no. now. Like now, now. I mean, it's like December when this comes out. So that's, I know, but you're, you're already you're a little late. already pushing <laughs> it. I'd highly recommend it. Continental has been absolutely awesome. They have a huge warranty lineup. They have a fantastic like roadside assistance program with a lot of their tires. And 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 honestly, as weird as it sounds to say, they got some like really good sizes for a lot of their yeah. different lineups. Their sizing categories. Actually I was gonna nice. say any size that I've like needed. Yep, they have they available. Have so. Yeah cannot you know say more about that absolutely so if you guys are looking for tires highly recommend continental absolutely fantastic josh thanks for being a homie come back up here for some supper club dates so we can get you drunk on I some go fashions. To supper club next segment starts now <laughs> So we are talking all the way back to like the European car show scene or European scene where it was like there was a there was a, a, a pyramid of quality and it seemed like 
the European Volkswagen Audi Group. Okay. You know the so the Sowo guys. The oh, like the OG YouTube video montages. Tucked engine bay. Tucked engine bay. Teal exterior. Hood coal. Right, like a downsized faces. Downsized faces. There was fucking plaid everywhere on the interior, but it was one of one. The guy that owned the Mark IV knew the engineer that designed his engine and actually like put his left nut on the like intake cover and the Hold whole up. thing was That's recorded and edition. it was all put in a book and the book is made of gold and the gold is underneath the engine like they had it i i still believe that like there are there are eras and mm-hmm. the mid early 2010s the era was the european car show scene agree or disagree oh, yeah. i totally agree because i looking back on it now uh, that was obviously when I was like first getting into cars as so I could like really drive and stuff, uh, getting my license and like, like, oh man, the stuff that I did in like the video games and stuff, I can do it real cars. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of neat. So like, yeah, got like diving into all that, like watching all like the videos and the YouTube, like after movies, majority of them were very H-O-I. heavily European focused, mm-hmm. which is crazy to think about. You know, now. like they're still around. Obviously. I personally know people that are still oh, like 100%. in that, but Eurocene, they're dedicated, but it, it seems like it has tapered off. I feel like it. And why is the Euro scene now? It seems like almost known for like being the Shea bags one? and wheels community, you know, yeah. like they just do suspension yeah. wheels and that's it. Well, I think a lot of, to be fair too, there was a, a little bit of a transition period where I don't know if there's like a a cycle in the in the, the car modification scene, especially mm-hmm. in the car show scene where I saw it, right? Like Euro scene, a lot of influence from overseas in the car show. Things got really, really aggressive, really, really crazy. Yeah. And then it hit this like inflection point where people are like, how can I do the most insane modification? that no one will know except for me. (laughs) And it's like, then they started going back where they started shaving a lot of the the doors and the body panels. Then they started shaving the side mirrors and they started putting this- And guarding wheel specs. Yeah, and they started guarding wheel specs. (laughs) And everything almost got so OE plus in that scene where it was like, so so what's what's done to it? Because I don't know. And the guy's like- you don't know these side mirrors? Are you <laughs> kidding me? These are from, blah, and then they start hitting. Yeah. And it almost made it like not enjoyable to ask a little bit. At least that was for me. That's where I think the scene kind of went because there is still some yeah. really cool Euro builds, but yeah, it's not as... Coming back to the, the bags and wheels things, I could be completely wrong on this. You don't need to spend a lot of money looking. on bags, by the way. You can just do it with a switch. Oh, and- no, no, no. no. <laughs> anyway, different subject. Um, you know, looking back on it, I think at the time... Like that was such like a crazy thing to be doing, like bagging a Mark IV Jetta sure. on some crazy wide wheels. Like that was like holy shit, you know. Nowadays it's like oh well yeah that's it's become more common, it's normal as yeah. stuff you know like the kits have same become, with wide bodies yeah, yeah this, the kits have become more available. It's become like very you know a lot easier to install. It's not as like you know. I don't want to say as special, but like, you know, it no, has become, you're right. you know, the, the popularity of it grew a ton. And, uh, you know, so like, I think people maybe expected more out of that. So it's kind of just maybe where that fell into. But I think, yeah, I think the, the eyes on the scene like shifted and I agree with you. It, it started with like, okay, we're going to start with the bags and wheels and we're going to do like these little things that like I know is really cool. We're going to take really attention to detail. And like I said, it was kind of like OE plus. And then you look at where it kind of was in like, let's say 2016. Kind of got weird. With all the chassis arrow, the wide bodies, fucking canards everywhere, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. 
LED, everything, RGB. The world. Everything hanging off of the car. Like that, you know, it took that direction. It was like, how wild and crazy can we get with it? And now I, I do think that we are starting to see that comeback of keep it simple, keep it clean. But the parts that are on it is a $5,000 valve cover. Yeah. Uh, you know, the suspension is out of this car and it's all been completely custom powder coated and all the bushings have been upgraded. So it feels really good. Like, you know, that kind of stuff where it's like, oh, that is just really well executed versus look how wild and crazy yeah. it is. I would, I, I want to do two call outs on, on that exact thing. Cause there are two people that come to mind when I hear what you just said sure. that I believe are crushing that thing. Sure. Number one, Anthony Halcyon. Oh yeah. His that Dodge Neon that he's building. Oh, it's so yeah. Close. His, I think uh, that is like a perfect example of somebody who's been in the scene for a minute. Long time. Picking a platform that used to be <laughs> like in its heyday was like one of the top cars you'd buy, which was an SRT4. Well, it's not it's even an, an SRT4. Yeah, it was but a, I know. Okay. I know it's not that. But, but swapped. But swapped. But like and he's taking that and he's doing Oh, sorry. He's doing what I think he would have wished he could have done when he was like right. 18 years old. Yeah. Second person, Kevin and his GR86. Mm -hmm. Like perfect amount of mods, quality stuff, everything that he's touching on the GR86. He's got the big brake kit. He's got the coilovers. He's got some great looking wheels. He's got the fender garnishes, the interior low maxes. Like everything about the car is very purposeful. It's all getting touched. But when it is, it's all the right stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that those kind of builds take a long ass time. Yeah, a long and effort. a lot of quality money. parts. Yeah, like Anthony has been doing that neon for oh so fucking long, but it's so cool to see it all come together. I mean, he's had every nut and bolt out of that car. I'm convinced, and he painted Millennium oh, Jade, yeah. which is neat to see on a neon. Um, and the SRT swap, and it's making decent power, custom like power. metal fabrication to like oh, yeah, that, wide that body. Crazy. Yeah. But yeah. who oh, who do you think has a real grip on the car scene now? Now what's taking over? Like we were saying, like really, a platform. Yeah, or you could generalize it a little bit more than just a platform. But like how we were saying the Euro cars, like it just seemed like they had it on lock. It was like those were the guys you looked at that were building like just the cleanest builds. Mm -hmm. Again, there's outliers for every situation. I'm not saying they're the so, only ones. There was crazy. So I think I think a lot of obviously a lot of it shifted, at least with the people that I hang out with. Like a lot of like the JDM stuff is huge, of course. I do see the Euro stuff coming back big and heavy and a lot of eyes are on like the newer euro cars however it's not bagging it and throwing it on wheels like back in the day it was like you know like a lot of the euro cars were like stance show that kind of stuff you got fucking g80m3s making 700 goddamn horsepower with a couple bolt-ons and it's like that's why people are fucking with the euro scene so heavy right now is because of the performance that is coming off the line with these cars big engines ton of horsepower big car like they are just insane cars and i think that's why people are fucking with them a little bit differently you know they're not they're not turn, necessarily turning them into like stance show cars they're would you would you would you say that the jdm scene is the car show scene and the euro scene is the driving scene not ish. necessarily ish uh, i would say i agree with gels from our perspective like that's what our interests i think are growing into is that and i would say the car scene is really gripped right now by imports we yeah. are in the import era. Everything became legal to import right around this time or is getting very close. And now that is the craze. You see people doing chasers, yes. glorias, yes. skylines. Um, and Anything that's just, they can get their hands yeah, on. Yeah. 
importing cars, I feel like, is the era we're in, which is going to be 99% JPM. Because Because what I think it is, too, that's, that's a really good point, because what also goes along with that is, like, I can be the first person in the States to this yeah. platform. You know, like, when the chaser, when everyone's like, oh, shit, the chasers are kind of cool. You know, like, I remember the first couple people to, like, the snag, the chasers and stuff and do stuff with them. Their stuff was blown up. You saw those cars, like, everywhere. Like, I remember seeing, like, that one chaser just everywhere, all the time, all the time. Pokes, like, pictures posted. And now it's like, you know, you saw how popular those got. And then, you know, you got all, like, the big VIP cars that you can get, like, like the Gloria. And you got, like, the SEMA the and, like, the, the, um, the Century, all that kind of stuff that's, like, starting to, like, get up there, too. So, yeah, I think that that is a really good call out, too. I, like I would that. I would say maybe something because I, I always feel like the, the JDM scene gets a whole lot of love and attention. But I feel like there has to be a little bit of credit specifically given to BMW and the 335 like model. Oh, yeah, that was, that was a whole era, too. And the N55 and above mm-hmm. has been what I think a lot of people are starting to treat as like a weaker ish version of the two JZ platform. Like people are really messing with that motor and having fun with it and figuring out, okay, so if I don't do dumb shit with it, (laughs) I can get, you know, 400 horsepower out of this car. That's 10, $15,000 all in. And I get everything I could possibly want. You get a fantastic drivetrain, you get a great chassis, you get a decent motor. It feels really visceral and you're not paying a lot of tax. And I feel like a lot of three thirty fives right now, you're not paying tax on. And that's why I think you started to see a ton of BMWs start to enter the drift scene even more than than what they've already been. Sure. You've started to see a lot of people grab, well, I just grabbed a three series. I'm yeah. just drifting around a three series. And it's like, well, why? It's like, I'm four grand. Like, <laughs> tell me another car you can get yeah. that has yeah. rear wheel drive, manual, good amount of power for four Gs. And the answer is, is you can't. You can't get anything at that price anymore. No. Like there was a TikTok video of somebody saying, like, I feel bad for the new generation of car people because he used to be able to pick up an S chassis for two grand, oh, 2,500 yeah. bucks, oh, yeah. $3,000. And even the shittiest platforms aren't that no. price anymore. No, you, you can't find a freaking 240 roller that hasn't been patched up on the frame welds and it's five different colors and missing half the interior for less than five grand. And I, I, I want to take it a step further. The fact that Chelsea DeNofa went over to uh, Ibisu mm-hmm. for Fall Matsuri found a BMW wagon, <laughs> an E46 yeah, wagon, yeah, yeah, yeah. and built it for that weekend on a budget because he he loves that platform so fucking much. Even though there's 10 bajillion JZX90s mm-hmm. he could. I think that just goes to show that there is like a growing infatuation with that platform yep. that is aging um, that I think a lot of people are going to start to love. Yeah, personally. Alex, keep one, sell one. Kill one. Blow one up. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. Ferrari. Z Gloria. Keep one, sell one, blowing up. Okay, so I would sell the Ferrari. Yeah. I would blow up the Z, and I'd keep the Gloria. Damn. Damn. There it is. <laughs> Alex loves there it is. Gloria. You can't listen. I I'm in a constant state of anxiety of <laughs> where my money is sometimes. Mostly with everything. You. That's everyone. It's right here. <laughs> but when I think of like a car, I want to keep as like the content story continues to grow. The glory is just not on the list to ever be sold. Good. Like it's just it's never in a position where I'm like, this good car. Time to get rid of it. You know what I mean? I'll like the S two thousand. I'm like, yeah. well, if we finish, you'll it, get rid of it, but we, you won't get rid of yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> like we could we could you know do a giveaway with it. We could put it on a t shirt and do something like the that. S two K will be. I'm curious. Be I think once this is all done, you really get your fucking nuts into this thing. <laughs> 
you're gonna want and the bolts i feel like you're gonna feel yeah that's important um <laughs> once you get your nuts in there really feel it out you're gonna want this thing i think you're gonna fall in love with it i think yeah. it's she's hard to love right now okay <laughs> there, there's a good parts there's a good part yeah. don't get me wrong but there's it's a might all be in the front of the car but there are good parts she's stubborn so once you break her in and we get this wild horse tamed a little bit and you can ride her I'm telling you, I think you're going to keep this thing. Uh, this is the, the S2000 is one of those cars where I'm almost kind of treating it as a paperweight. Like, no, oh, oh. <laughs> like a, like a, you can do it car. Yeah, like if yeah. I can get through this, I feel like it'll take my ability to modify things to just one, one more yeah, step. And I know 100%. it's not like the craziest thing in the world, but this is no, the first it, time that I've listen, done a lot of this. Listen, I know to an extent exactly what you're going through with yeah. this you're looking at it's like how the fuck i know you, you've been reaching out to people on instagram like how does yeah. this bolt up why is this like this how the hell do side skirts go on a car because when i go to put them on the car they don't do they, the thing. they don't do what i expect them to do i i have gone through the same shit with the rx8 i know yeah I, dakota's 100 right I, you're gonna fucking fall in love with this i car do want to i do want to give credit because i know i've given apr a hard time on the kit in some of my past videos especially with like how some like the the driver's side kind of feels twisted yeah um and some of the stuff came a little bit broken and i kind of shared my opinion on that um but it could have been the shipping company but i do want to give a shout out to chris at apr i reached back out to him and trying to get his help on things he's been sending he's me pictures he's been sending me helpful. brackets he's been telling me yeah the kit used to come with this but i see that you don't have it here's the dimensions here's where you can get it or if you want to make it if you want and that support's been awesome because he doesn't have to do that he could have just left me out to dry in which right. case i would have been super pissed but <laughs> he's like yeah dude i can totally help you out and that's so good. that's I'm been glad awesome. they're willing to shout help. out to apr shout out to chris for doing that because it's a great help. looking kit it yes. just needs fucking it, jesus it is wild yeah it, it's gonna look crazy when it's done and i can't can't wait to see it yeah i'm pretty stoked. i just know that that means i have to put in a lot of work to it yeah you're you're coming you're full-time now baby shit welcome to the party is that why we've spent the last week clearing all the boxes and yeah <laughs> dude nothing i can you, actually get to the car now yeah if you're listening to this i have a, a three-car garage and breaking, we, breaking. yeah anyway so <laughs> one of the things that gels made me do when we put the wheel racks or the tire racks on the wall he's like you need to take all the stuff that's on the other side of the car and push it into the middle so that you're forced to deal with it and i was kind of angry about it because it looked like shit yeah, it looked like hell but yeah. i did it i started selling everything which the hardest thing to sell were the anovias because they were on sale for like 50 percent off and i was trying to sell them for 50 percent off retail <laughs> yeah. so nobody wanted to fucking buy my wheels from my garage <laughs> but anyway Got almost all of it sold, and now the only thing that's in between us and that car build is, a is an Aperture Light, a Sony, and a lawnmower. Nice. We can I, see the car in all of its... Glory. Say glory. Yeah, yeah glory. Gloria. Gloria. In all of its Gloria. Um, all right, cool. So we think Euro... Wait, we said for you, you said the... I really derailed things. I'm yeah, it's okay. okay. <laughs> but we, we were talking about like the OG being... The Euro scene kind yeah. of taking that reign. Then we said JDM is kind of obviously the heyday right now, but I almost want to like give some love to like, I don't know, like somebody else. Like, is there another? They got to earn it, Alex. You don't just give love. I mean, yeah, but like, it. it depends but, like, on what you're me, talking about too. But because... hear me out too. Like, think about the JDM scene and think about the biggest players in the game in that spot right now. You got what? Adam LZ, right? Okay. For like JDM cars. Who else do you have? T oh no, TJ's more. Well, TJ's a little, a little bit, bit more. Euro, Dustin Williams just Dustin's picked up a chaser. Idiot. I think Dustin Williams is probably the closest thing to realistic. But you look at like Adam LZ just did an hour long video. Love the dude, awesome guy. But 
hour long video and he's walking through his cars and he's ranking every <laughs> single one. Oh, yeah. And he's ranking like every single Goals. one of seven. He's like, yeah, you know, this car is pretty okay. Um, I just, sometimes the, the tune's a little funky, but you know, it's, it's like 750 wheels. So like, you know, it, it does the job. So I'll give it a, I'll give it a six on performance. Then he goes to the next car and he's like, yeah, you know, it's all right. It's got a couple marks on the paint. I'm kind of picky about the paint, but you know, it's 780 horsepower. So, Jeez. you know, it is what it is. And he's going through like every single car and every single time I was listening to the amount of power that the car had, it was like 700 horsepower or 600 horsepower or 800 horsepower. And I'm like, to set the bar of like the JDM cars, if you use what Adam's been doing to the Japanese tuner cars, it's not it's easy insane. to get those cars to that. It's insane I, to I, do. I don't think it's like what happened to just nice little three hundred. Comparison is the thief of joy, Alex. <laughs> okay, Santa Claus. <laughs> I could be, and you've been naughty. I, I you're getting coal. I don't think every JDM car needs to have seven hundred horsepower. I don't no, think I, fucking any car no. needs to have like, seven hundred. Unless it's it, an but AMG. It's like, like you said, it has been like the standard, and especially on fucking social media, it's like, well, that car fucking sucks because it doesn't have eight hundred horsepower. It's like three hundred is fine. For a three thousand pound, but Japanese like even car. even yeah. Adam calls it out where he <laughs> talked about overbuilding some of the cars. So I think oh, sure. I mean, it it's, it's sure to, it's it's fair to say, but it's like, what would be a fun challenge for us in like twenty twenty four would be to take a platform and be like, your max power is three hundred, you can only do three hundred, mm -hmm. but you have to make it the best three hundred horsepower car you possibly can for like every purpose. Like, I think that would be a fun video to do. That would be cool. Yeah. You know, because then you like you bring it all the way up to like two ninety nine, but then you really try to focus on how does the car feel versus how yes. much power can I'm the forced car make. to do that in Gran Turismo all the time when it has to meet the yeah. PP rating. <laughs> PP. What's PP mean? Uh performance points, PowerPoints, pop. I hate PowerPoints. I'm not sure. I don't okay, know. Okay, for the actually. twelve people making PowerPoints cool on TikTok, just stop. All right, we're gonna be taking a small little break, which by the way, I'm happy to share our second sponsor. Let's go! What? Yeah. You ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. We're excited to announce that Fortune Auto <gasps> has come on board as our second sponsor for the Martini Works podcast. Huge. That's a big one. Which I is a big Fortune one. Auto. Ray, thank you for coming on board and the rest of the Fortune Auto team. If you guys don't know, Fortune Auto is a coilover company. They make some bang-on coilovers, and they're hand-built, and they can do all sorts of crazy stuff. They're modular, which means you can rebuild them. You can do a whole bunch of stuff. You can really fine-tune the, the coilover to what you need, mm -hmm. which is fantastic, especially considering that we're doing that with the Honda S2000. They've yep. been running the Fortunatos in there for quite a bit of time, and we actually have some Gen 8s, which is their newest generation coilover that we're going to be tossing in there, we think. But it's been absolutely awesome. If you guys don't know, Fortunato is one of those brands that I think really tries to prioritize quality and hand building and taking their time with everything to make sure that's perfect for your application. So wouldn't necessarily call Fortunato a first time purchase or a first coilover to buy, but it is one where if you really want to lock in a good quality coilover that you can play around with, that you can time. learn for a very long time, Fortunato is probably it. I bought Fortunato's for my Evo 10 when I was like 19 and I never went back. Fortunato was on all the rest of my cars, <laughs> yeah. on my Focus ST, onto the Supra. Like, I've just always had them since I bought them. I love mm -hmm. them. Yeah. So, if you want to appreciate it, thank you guys so much. And if you want to check out Fortunato Coilovers, which we do have on Martini Works, you can check the description link below or just type in Martini Works. There's no other business like ours, bitch. And then just go to <laughs> Coilovers and Fortunato. That's harsh. Sorry. I just, the peaks, they happen sometimes. Cue the break. All right. We are back. 
with my favorite two segments. Breaking news. First things first. All right. Yeah, let me. The Toyota Prius is the 2024 motor motor trend car of the year. No shit. It won it. Why? It won it. It did look kind of cool. It looks dope. First off, it's like it is three 18 year old purchasers away from being a modified car and everybody (laughs) buying one because I just think it looks, I think it looks super sick. First off, um, apparently the reason that it won is because of its technology available options that you can get on it. This is really boring. This is really, this is actually really, this is really boring explanation. It it won because it's safe and efficient. Next, advancement in design, safety, and value the base price is 28.7 that seems expensive and includes and they finally said it and includes necessities like wireless apple carplay and android auto blind spot monitoring and rear cross traffic alert they're treating that as a base option now which is fantastic because ferrari will charge not that we're ever buying a brand new ferrari but i just giggle every once in a while Ferrari will charge like seven grand for the Apple CarPlay add-on in the insane. Ferrari for no reason. Just Dude, the people that are buying brand new Ferraris don't care about seven grand. That's I the just problem. feel like they're I like, would. They're like, yeah, <laughs> of course include Apple CarPlay. I don't yeah. care how much. It, of course. It it's don't matter. Add it. I need my Ferrari. Something that is funny is here are some of the other choices uh, according uh, to yeah, Jesus. Like on, Jesus underscore H slash Christ. Jesus H Christ. That's his name. He's in the comments. Yeah, he goes... Hold on. He goes, easy choice. The other cars were a BMW 7 Series, the BMW M2, the Lucid what? Air, the what Tesla the Model 3, Hell no. and then the Prius. Why were those all? Con- That's such a weird lineup. And then he called the M2 hideous, but competent. He called the Ionic 6, preferably the only other worthy entry, which is fair. The Ionic 6 is kind of a cool car. I don't know anything about that. Um, Lucid Air is amazing, but way too expensive. Mm-hmm. BMW 7 Series, what the fuck is that even doing there? And then the Model 3, it looked the same for 20 years. M2 is growing on me. Looks yeah. I, w- I saw it at SEMA with Lars, okay. both a modified one, like a pretty modified yep. one. And then I also saw a completely stock one from BMW just with all the performance package options on it. Yeah. yeah. The performance package one from BMW looked better than the modified one. Oh, and the modified Damn. one had name brand parts, awesome paint, lots of really cool shit. Still did not look as good as how a factory M2 can come. Wow. Like Interesting. The, the spokes have like side milling, mm-hmm. the side skirt carbon fiber like comes off and up the car, mm-hmm. like the front end of the car looks. The problem with me is like I still look at the back end and it just looks smudged. It just looks like they took the back end and yeah, I know took it to 90%. Yeah. And I just, it's weird to me. It just doesn't fit the rear window. But anyway, that's besides the point. All right. Number two, is it okay to push my car in neutral to adjust my park? What? Sometimes I park my manual car and find that while I'm well aligned, I'm either too far in the spot or not far in enough. <laughs> Assuming I'm on level ground, <laughs> is it okay to put my car in neutral, let the handbrake and just push it a little as opposed to firing it up the ignition and driving it 50 centimeters yeah, yeah or just mm. learn the size of your car when you're pulling into a parking <laughs> jesus fuck like that's that a- is that is the most typical fucking reddit post i feel like i've ever read in my life anywho <laughs> okay making on- conversation just to make conversation yeah next up this is actually big news i've talked about this a few different times on my personal channel but california low riders rejoice in historic cruising band lift so if you didn't oh, know, hell yeah, yeah. time cruise. to get a cruising shirt. Let's go. 
The passing of legalize uh, it legalizes cruising <laughs> and is a rare example of legislation protecting car, car culture instead awesome. of ruining it. So that's been a thing, especially that's... in California. If you guys don't know, where where cruising was pretty much banned, I think all the way back in like the eighties. Well, do you remember when they did it in Wisconsin? Yeah, Highway 100 yeah, was yeah. a specific spot we would all go and cruise yeah, a, as car enthusiasts, if and then you they passed it a certain amount of times within yeah. a certain limit. A cop would stay yep. parked, and if you passed them, I think three times within half an hour or whatever, you can get a ticket for cruising. Yep. Now the the reason that this is kind of a big deal is first off the the legislation legislature oh, there it is. seemed to target a very specific group of people in California mm. and targeted a very specific type of modified car uh, in California. Yeah. And mm. to people that wanted it banned, they wanted it banned because they related the car behavior to gang violence mm. and they felt that by implementing the cruising ban, it would somehow reduce it. <laughs> it didn't. Shocking. Weird, yeah. Um, but then also the individual, like California is, I would argue, like the hub of the modified car scene, like the heart of it, where it began, Ironic, a lot of it though. came yeah. from from SoCal, and a large portion of that came from the low riding scene, and there was a lot of just like prejudice in that in that era specifically. And that's a l super long story short. They've been fighting for decades yeah. to get this law lifted, which was pretty much like guys, that's like us cruising and us modifying our like that's who we are, that's what yeah. we do for for our expression. And you're making it illegal, and uh, finally it was it was lifted. That's good. pretty cool. That's awesome. Apparently, that's a dub. It's apparently effective. Yeah, one California month. is such a good spot for cars and having a modified yeah. car. Yet it's like the worst, the worst place <laughs> to have a modified car. It's so dumb. Yeah, that's just a uh, that's weird. Okay, Sweden's Tesla blockade is spreading, is starting. That? Friday, dock workers in all Swedish ports will refuse to offload Teslas. Cleaning crews will no longer what clean showrooms, and mechanics won't fix charging ports as the labor dispute rages on. Oh. Apparently, Swedish workers are uniting against Tesla because they're they're not happy with the anti-union laws. Okay. Does you think that's kind of weird? That like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like you look at automotive news recently, and it's just like filled with like countries or states being like we don't want tesla you're not bringing tesla into this yeah. country yeah. like even before it was like you te like texas yeah. and things like that was do you think that that's right that they like don't allow tesla into places like you can have your opinion on the car but is it okay for a country or a state to be like we will not allow you to sell a vehicle in our, in I, our state i think so if they have like actual like legitimate reasons as to why not like if they straight up think that they can't support like, you know, putting in a bunch of charging stations or like, you know, the all the other logistics that goes into that. Or if there's like a, you know, concern with something like if there's a, a legitimate concern, I think that, yeah, they should have every right to be like, hey, maybe we don't want those here yet. OK. OK. D Dakota. <sighs> That's a tough one. Honestly, I'm trying to think because like I, I hear what Joe's is saying, but I'm also thinking of like just the the rights of it like if you were to create right. something manufacture something you shouldn't just be able to be like no you can't sell here that's not really yeah. fair but i also 100 percent get like especially with teslas you need the infrastructure and charging stations yeah, and all it, that stuff yeah. to be able to do it and if it but if the buyer knows all this like hey we're not fucking set up <laughs> yeah, for this. yeah they should still it have should, the right it should to be on them it. it should be yeah. on the person purchasing but, it you're right it, so it, it's tough i'm conflicted yeah. on that one i don't really have an answer Really? Yeah, okay. it's tricky. What about you? What do you think then? Um, I think I think in America, 
a lot of it is because of lobbying. Like, oh, what, it's, we're, it's, we're it's all political. You know what I mean? So I, I think that's kind of dickered because I'm always a fan of saying like, dickered, huh? if you can, if you can make it and you can compete in the market, you should be allowed to compete in the market. That's yeah. what makes America kind of special, you know? Yeah. Right. And that's a lot harder to do in other countries, contrary to popular belief. And so I would, I don't like to see companies getting blocked from, from selling stuff in States. That's yeah. But okay. overseas, yeah, I could kind of mm-hmm. see it being a different, different world entirely. So I wish him the best of luck. Breaking news. All right. New record has been set on a Ferrari GTO sale price. Would you like to take a guess? Oh, God. Ferrari oh, GTO? Well, what, do you know what the last More of a Pontiac GTO guy. <laughs> um, I think the last one, I almost want to say it was like 17 or 22 million. <laughs> I was buying this. <laughs> I will, I'll tell you that apparently got fire plants. His comment was, dealer markups are getting out of control. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, so the last one you said was like 17 or 20. Yeah, 30. There's been some records on these. 30. Oh, I'm going to say 30 mil. 26. So this Ferrari, 1962, sold for $51.7 million. My God, dude. Why? Class one and second overall finish in the 1962 Nürburgring. That's insane. I can't what the fathom. Fuck? Formerly owned by a chairman of the Ferrari Club of America. Benefits from 38 years of fedicious, fastidious, fastidious, fast and furious uh, care under current ownership. Yeah, 51 million. So, not only it's not just a regular car; it's a historic piece. Every single Ferrari has an historic piece. I know, but it's like a really big historic. My historic piece. This thing raced at the Amazon Circa de Salah in February. It's got history. Where it debuted, its iconic refresh Mm -hmm. has documented miles. I'm gonna sell this thing for. Four? 50 million. Five million? Got a history. 50 million. Like, <laughs> new record. With trees. And All right, should we get an out of context? Today I learned that the Ferrari GTOs have a four liter V12. Oof. That would sound fantastic in a Honda. That would be wild. All right. Out of context? Yeah. I feel like you spent the entire time answering my questions so that you could bring up. Oh, I don't got one. I'm just excited for it. I can think of one on the spot, though. Which, 100%. by the way, if you guys have an out of context question you want to ask us, yeah. throw her in the comments. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we read every I single need comment. It kind of hurts sometimes when I read them, but they're good. Out of context? Yeah, they hit me with it. Okay. You ready? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I got one. I'm ready when you're. Okay. Would you rather drive a Honda with a Ferrari engine <laughs> or a Ferrari with a Honda engine? Ooh. Oh. Both could be good. Go, both could both be really could be good. good. No context. Uh, I'll say Ferrari with a Honda engine. <laughs> do a Honda with Ferrari engine. Ooh, all right, all right, all right. I just make people mad. That's a, a context, <laughs> but like showing a Ferrari owner that, like rolling up to the dealership with that, and like get service on it. Oh my god, that would be so funny. I still will never forget that I thought the Ferrari community was was like put on a pedestal, and like the things that people said about it were like fake, until I made my very first post on the Ferrari forum where I said who I am and what I do. And because I posted a YouTube video of the car getting rebuilt, I got immediately banned Nice, because they don't, they don't condone that. And also they don't like self promotion. I'm like, yeah, fuck. So I had to create an alias. Nice. Screw you Ferrari forum. You can't catch me. (laughs) They're going to be hunting for you. Stop calling people bitches. (laughs) Sorry, dude. Where did you get that? I don't know. Where'd you pick that up from? Six point harness in all of your cars. Oh, fuck. Driver's seat, passenger seat, back seat. Oh. Six point harnesses everywhere. God. 
You have to wear them, by the way. Yeah. Or yeah. the most annoying charm in the world goes off until that's off. My <laughs> Nissan Z has that. Or any new Toyota has that. No too. heat or AC in all of your cars. Damn. I do be like that AC. I know. I know. This hits both of you in a special way. <sighs> I I've done it before. I'll do it again. I'll take no heat and AC. Oh, okay. I'm doing the six-point harness. I'll really? Say, I'll be angry about it. Okay. I'll okay. be angry about right. it. <laughs> click, 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 yeah, click, no click. way are you Cr- happy. Don't forget the it. crotch belt. Click, yep. click. Strap the thighs. Oh, so. my God. Yeah. That's and then you're in the drive-thru. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> One second. Click, 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 click. <laughs> bing, 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 bing. <laughs> How many fucking times... We'll be at like US Air and I'll like strap into the car, get the helmet on, and then I realize the fucking door is open yet and I can't, <laughs> you can't reach, reach the, the door. fucking door. Oh. Yours is a contraption too. Yours is yeah. the scariest. Yes. I, I they're, need, they're industrial. That's like some Hannibal level shit that I you need got in new there. harnesses. For it's this so gross. It, it, they are weird. They're rustic. What's the right word for this shit? Like Joe's harnesses. Like I've never used harnesses. Like they're so they look, they look archaic. Like, yeah, yeah, they look like farm equipment. It does. It looks like something you would strap down a horse yeah. with. I'm gonna to like, go. I'm gonna go plow the old front lawn. Let me just whoosh. the because it's not. Yeah, it doesn't just like click in. It like it comes over and then it slides over and the, the lever on this thing. Yeah. I shit you not. It's like and it's weird. like weird. <laughs> Yeah, it, like, the thing it, that worries me the most about Gels' harness system, uh, completely unrelated uh, to this, is not the fact that it, it it looks like something that could be featured as like a torture weapon. What I worry movie. about <laughs> is that if the car goes into an accident, like the car flips or something, and then the car's on fire because it's an oh, S chassis, it's going to happen. This is dark. This is like, it's not going to undo itself. Oh, it does. I'm just constantly <laughs> in fear that like the whole ratchet strap down is not going to unratchet strap up. No, it, it releases. I'm good. getting, I'm getting you a harness for Christmas. Okay, but okay. Next they, up, they actually expired. Do you guys know that? Yes. I didn't know until I bought mine. There's harnesses. no way mine aren't ex- expired. Yeah, they, <laughs> same they thing expire. with helmets. Same thing with helmets. Helmet. Would you rather have a convertible? <laughs> Where the windshield is just slightly too short, so the wind constantly <laughs> hits your noggin. Okay. Right. Or also the line of sight. Yeah. <laughs> or a sedan that always has to have one window open, so you're getting the reverberation. Oh, <laughs> I hate both of those a lot. Yeah. Imagine the sunburn. <laughs> Dude, I think the convertible, honestly. That's how much I hate just, that wind buffeting noise. Just this. Yeah. Constantly fucking. Dude, I just drive crowd fucking. Yeah. Oh, it's tough because I do enjoy driving with the window down. Well, then get a convertible. No. Oh. Okay. It's, I, I always just crack. Like, I get off the highway and you cruise around town. I always just crack the driver window a little bit. Yeah. It's always nice. Yeah. I'm going to have to go with the convertible, though. Fuck the buffeting noise. Dude, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that shit so much. That was a that was a good one. All right. Helicopter, helicopter. <laughs> Gels, do you have one yet? Nope. Come All right, on, bud. Okay, I got another one. Okay. Would you rather have a steering wheel in your car that is slightly loose all the time? Okay. Okay. Or have to double press the brake pedal for it to work? Wait, what? run that back again. Yeah. Would you rather have a steering wheel that's like slightly, loose. slightly wobbly all the time okay. or a brake pedal that you always have to press to use? What do you, I always have to press the brake pedal to make it work. What do you no, mean? No, like press you have it to like once and then now it goes. Oh. So you like, have you ever had like an my old car? Right yeah, now. like an old car typically. Gotcha. Like, yeah, you gotta press pump, it once. I get what you're saying. You yeah. gotta pump them up. All right, yeah. Um, I, The brake pedal. Brake pedal? I'm gonna take the steering wheel. I fucking hate soft brakes. 
I used to I used to have a a steering wheel in the 3000 GT and a shift knob back when I was learning how to modify a car. And like the shift knob had one of those little hex, you know, things that you tighten and essentially that pushed up against the shaft and then that's what kept the shift knob tight on the but it never stayed tight. And so I remember all the time, my fucking little shift knob would always be just a little bit loose. And I would get so pissed every single time I had to tighten that up. And so I always promised myself that I would never really get an aftermarket shift knob unless I had to. And if you look at any of my cars, any of my manual cars outside of the T56 on the Datsun has never had an aftermarket shift knob. Okay. So off of that, would you rather have a shift knob that's always... A little bit loose. I fucking hate that. Or one that's like four feet tall. But it's it's solid. I, that's a trend, actually. People I like know. doing that. I know. Um, Zoku American but like the style. throw is like 10 feet. Yeah, I'd do a little loose. I'd do a little loose. I think I could handle that. I think I could get away. No, I'd, I'd rather have a semi-shifter. Wow. Bring, bring it that me. could be fun. You could make the best of that. Dude, honestly. the 911 uh, Super Put Carrera. that in the convertible, and you're shifting above the roof line. So that it's your forehead <laughs> and the shifter oh, is at the same <laughs> Just punching the windshield. (laughs) All right, I got one. Um, Every time you get done, or every time you go to drive the vehicle and when you finish, the wheels are off the car. You have to put them on to go drive it. When you get home, you got to take the wheels off. (laughs) Or every single time you get done driving the car, you got to do an oil change. Oh, fuck. Hmm. And you have to do it the right way. I'm talking. You got to change the filter. Does, I think. Do I have a lift? No. Oh, you have. That's a good one. I was you have jack sand and jacks. I was gonna say I would develop a way to just make it efficient. Like get home, it goes up. But which, off. Yeah, that's Wait. the thing. Which one is the most efficient? Because think about it. I when I was creating this, I would do the I wheels. I don't even wheels, need to think about it. Really? Yeah. I picked the oil change. Well, think about how dispose, much oil you're going to accumulate. You to dispose of oil. I didn't gotta, think of the cost. Yeah. Yeah. Think about. I mean, how not much. even the cost. Just like I don't know. I got like twenty fucking things of oil. See the bio Riley's. Yeah. Well, I don't like going to that place anymore. Yeah, that place you're is scary. I want. Oh, I have a. I have a weird question for you guys. <laughs> okay. There's been times. Obviously, we have our, our fair share of like normal cars, for the most part, but. We have driven some pretty interesting cars sure. in our in our short life. Um, as you look back at some of the weird cars, whether it's like the NSX or the G80 yeah. M3, has there ever been like a weird quirk or feature or something that you just felt was just odd about it that you still think back to like to this day? The C8, the the hazard button was in a yeah, really fucking was, weird spot. Like, I don't I don't think I ever found it. So that it was bothers up here. me. Yeah, it was up, but I still, even when I was told yeah. that... I, I think the NSX had a weird spot one, too. Might have. I don't know. I don't know. Um, um, let me think of more, though. So you said C8, emergency hazard light. It was just spot. weird. I was so off. The M2 was... I remember when we did Swaco's M2, getting it... You had to, like, even though it was automatic... Oh, you had to, yeah! Like, leave it in neutral, but then, like... Par- it, you could to not... put it in park was, was a nightmare. It was ridiculous. <laughs> It was an automatic M2, and to put it in park made no fucking sense. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was a really we, quirky I remember, one. It was, it was a banker. A bunch of us were over Nothing there. wrong with the car. No. This is how the car was. We're just like, how the fuck do we get this thing? Because it wouldn't shut off. It was an automatic. You put in neutral, yeah. and I think you pull a handbrake was the park for it. Oh. But, but getting it in neutral was weird, too. There was something I remember. It was just super Anywho. goofy about it. Okay. That what do you got, Alex? Wild. I'm just trying to think of, like... The C8 Corvette was just a weird. It's just a, That's a, a weird quirky car. car in general. It's just to a be weird honest. car. It's like the most general. quirky, not quirky car. Yeah, 
Yeah. I'm trying to think. Um, What has been hands down the worst car you've ever driven? The worst car I've ever driven. From like a value perspective or just dog I would water? just say it in general, like a car you, that you drove and you're like, man, I just don't want to ever have one of these because I did not enjoy that. I feel like I'm going <laughs> to throw somebody on the bus and I don't mean to. Oh, boy. Fuck it. I, I drove somebody's. I drove somebody's BRZ once. Oh. And I why did I instantly know which one? And 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 I just it was it was just a culmination of like just nothing felt right. <laughs> I know that. It just all felt uncomfy and wrong and nothing really worked and it was like everything that could be changed was changed and then it was just taken from a 5 to a 4. And so I just okay, I put a really bad it, it just really put a bad taste in my mouth on that platform and it it literally took me a, a while to like shake it and be like Alex not all cars are not all Damn. cars in that platform are like that so I Damn that was up. a good one. That was a good I know what you're talking about and I agree <laughs> and I get what you're saying. <laughs> I, I get it. Jesus. I don't no. mean to. Is no, I know, bad, no, I know, I know. He's I know. not a bad person. I no. love the dude. I'm just saying the car wasn't, you know, it wasn't there. She had a lot of quirks, that's for sure. The quirks and features. <laughs> that were added. Yeah. Um, I hated the Dodge Challenger when I fucking drove it. And it's sad yeah. because I, I thought I'd like it, honestly. Like, well, or I thought I wouldn't hate it. Uh, I felt like I was in danger driving that thing on the track. <laughs> I did not feel comfortable. I, I, has, I have another one. I drove... This is going to be a really weird one, but I drove one of the new um, E-Series AMGs that had oh, like yeah, the, yeah. the Turbo 6 or whatever it was. It was like a weird, weird engine layout. But like AMG holds a special place in my heart. I had an E55. I almost had an E63. I've always been a big AMG guy. Big power, V8, supercharged, tons of shit. Just big as goal. Go as fast as you can in a straight line. Smile the whole way through. And a seat massager. And the, AM, <laughs> the, the new AMGs felt... It just was like an underwhelming experience. Like gotcha. the inside has like the metal components feel really cheap. The whole center system feels really cheap. And like they try to put some real material in there every once in a while to make you think the whole thing's like that. And I just, I, I was almost like disappointed. Like I could have yeah. put a new AMG next to an E63 or even like an E55 from like 2004. And I feel right. like I still would have picked a 2004 AMG. I, honestly, I feel like Mercedes has been kind of boring. Outside of the AMG GT, Wait. I have to agree. Yeah, yeah, they they got you're right, but that's like their hero car. Just bored of them. Yeah, I yeah. want them to do something kind of wild. Man, I'm trying or just to... like get their design elements back in order. Like I don't know what it is with the Mercedes, but like I look at it and it doesn't feel like a Mercedes anymore. Like it doesn't carry that like angry I'm be looking real. style. All of the Mercedes sedans, I can't fucking tell apart. They all look like fucking identical to me. I think on the opposite side, I think Audi's been doing really good. I love yeah. their e-tron lineup. I think it looks sick. The e-tron, dude, Audis have always looked good and been slightly ahead of the curve. Yeah, always like, like a little futuristic. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, they always seem futuristic. But even, like, if you look back at the older Audis, like, they're still great. Like, they've aged well. Yeah. yeah. They've aged well. Yeah. I still think probably one of my favorite-looking Audis of all time has to be, like, an Audi Quattro. They just look yeah. so mm-hmm. freaking good. Yeah, and I agree. I think there's going to be an era. Hopefully, we can get on it. But like, I feel like there's going to be an era of content creators that jump into like sport hatches of like the 80s. Like old school rally stuff? Yeah. yeah. I would love to do That'd that. I would love it. to buy it once. Let's do it. Let's, let's start it. Let's be the ones. You said it. Now it's going to happen. So okay, we're done. It. We're doing it. Okay, I'll call the lanes. Hey, Jels, did you say a car that you weren't a fan of? Jeeps. What's the <laughs> <word>? <laughs> Like, yeah. I hate to hop on like the meme and the bandwagon there, but my God. 
Dude, I swear to God, oh in my, my life, God. I said I hated Jeeps before it became a meme. Yeah, you did. It, you I, did. They are ass. <laughs> I've never understood the pricing model of a Jeep. That, like, it, nothing like, about like, it. How makes, is it more expensive for about and they're it like, makes sense. They're like, well, pff, but dude, the water, you can put water up to your feet. No electrical system <laughs> you can down there. Take the doors off. You can take the doors <laughs> yeah, it's off. More specifically, I think the Wrangler that just yes. drives me nuts. Because. And I got to be careful. Yes. My wife owns one. Yeah, there it is. She that's, loves that's, uh, the Jeep. That's she, the thing. She but, loves her Jeep. And I don't, it's it's okay. See, that's the thing. Maybe that's it because the, the owners fucking love them to death. Yeah. But it's like anytime I drive it, it's like lofty. If wind is above five miles an hour, you just get blown off the fucking highway because you're driving a box truck down the road. It just didn't feel uh, like back We've gone I- through like 10 fucking windshields because you have a 90 degree angle plane of glass driving 80 <laughs> miles an hour down the highway and it is yeah. prone to everything. Yeah. It's, um, and they're not reliable. No. <laughs> how expensive they are and being like domestic. I feel like Domestic cars really pride themselves on being yeah. reliable, like Ford, Chevy. Like, that's their thing. Jeep's like, no, we don't. <laughs> we made it a box for you. Yeah. You don't like that? Get lost. Yeah. <laughs> buy one, buy something else from the Fiat lineup. Yeah. Yeah. I've never had a vehicle just puke all of its oil <laughs> out of it just randomly because it, just, like, until we had a Jeep. It's like, get home. And, like, maybe he's like, that Jeep's kind of, uh, I think, leaking oil. I'm like, whoa. What? I'm like, that's weird. I go out there and all six quarts are on the driveway. I'm like, you think? I feel like, I feel like Jeep owners. The are Black the, Sea. <laughs> the Jeep owners just don't know like the Toyota Tacoma exists. Yeah. I don't understand it. Or like a forerunner. Yeah. The smart ones. No. The, the answer to Jeeps is the FJ Cruiser. And I don't know how the world is so blind I would to love to. I would just like to settle the score here, though, guys. Go the ahead. FJ Cruiser, when it was released, nobody liked it. Right. No. It didn't sell well. No, it it looked mm-hmm. everybody said it looked like a fake Hummer. Yep. It did <laughs> dog shit. And okay. like you used to be able to buy them for pennies on the dollar. Now and then expensive as you want to know why? You want to know why, why though? Tell why the why. FJ got so expensive is because people overseas fell in love with the FJ Cruiser so much. The FJ Cruiser is one mm. of the most exported vehicles from America right now That's because crazy. everybody overseas wants one so bad. So out of nowhere all this money came in on it. On the FJ Cruiser, the prices on them just skyrocketed. Yeah. And now everybody's like, I love FJ Cruiser. <laughs> yeah. Do you? Do you? No, Are you sure? I, yes, <laughs> I do. I do. I Actually, I, I've liked them less because of the price hike. It's just like not obtainable. Anymore. Yeah. They used to be cheap as fuck. You could get them for fucking five mm-hmm. grand with 100,000 yeah. miles. I'm just really trying to figure out what do you think is that next like utilitarian vehicle right now that's underpriced? I don't think anything's underpriced. I don't think there's one vehicle that's underpriced. No, right nothing now. is underpriced. But the one that's gonna like hit the mainstream, you think? Yeah. I mean, like really kind of blow. Forerunners are already there. I feel yeah, like they're all the, really popular. All the Toyota Overland stuff is. I there. almost want to oh say God. the. I almost want to say it's weird. The Bronco. I that's feel like that's there. already there. It's already super. That popular. was there before they even had them. I think they built. killed it. I think they did yeah, a super looks good great. job. I see them everywhere. I I see people they're posting, cool. taking them on trails, and doing that stuff with them. As long as you get the Bronco Sport, right? Yeah, they have like a no. They have a basic one. No, the sport sports sports is the basic one. Is the sport the basic one? Yeah, you just want the Bronco. Which is very confusing, and a lot of owner or people that ordered them did not know that. Oh God, and that was a huge. Well, I would have messed it up. They would get. They got their Bronco that they thought was the cool one, and then a sport shows up, and they're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, those look. They look like like a newer Jeep. Well, Renegade they're, they're that's based rounded on the, off. Yeah, like, they're, the like Ford that. Bronco Sport then is based off like the Explorer chassis or something like that, which is like just a really, it's just a basic different SUV. The Ford Bronco, Bronco, Bronco is the fun one. Bronco, Bronco, right? Bronco. Bronco's country. Bronco. Let's ride. 
Yeah. With that being said, we are done with this episode of the Martini Works podcast. Super big shout out to obviously Continental and Fortune Auto. If you guys want to hear us talk about something in the next segment, drop it below or just let us know via DM. Out of context question, please. You guys, Make it funny. Thanks for officially jumping on board full time. One year. Yeah, sure, bud. Don't mention. Three hundred and sixty-six yeah. days later for the legal team that might be watching this. <laughs> yep. With that being said. Hope you subscribed. We love you all. See you later. Maja Car Martini Works. Bye. Bye.